It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that was a fun weekend of baseball. I'm James Erpine, and welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast for Monday, August 20th. I'm James Erpine, like I said on Twitter, at Locked on Reds, at James Erpine. Subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast, the Reds victorious again and again and again. That's three in a row for the Reds over the weekend. A sweep at Great American Ballpark over the Giants. We'll dive into all three matchups today on the podcast. It's great to be with you. Jeffrey Carr broke it down at LockedOnReds.com. Read his words there. Every podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com as well. But let's dive into it because I was at the game on Friday night. I actually had pretty good tickets, scout seats, sitting there with some buddies, watching the game, enjoying it, even though it got to be rainy towards the end. I was sitting just under the, the lip. Of the stadium, so I was good. Didn't get wet. And the crazy part about that game was uh, the ending, which I'll get to in a second. But Anthony DiScalfani, whoo, was great. Seven and two-thirds innings pitch, gave up one earned run, one walk, five strikeouts, 100 pitches. It was just great. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see from Disco in, in a season where we keep talking about pieces and parts and things that – could be useful in the future. Players that could be useful and on the next Reds playoff team. I think Anthony DiScalfani certainly playing his way into that conversation each and every day. He's had a couple really good outings in a row. And uh, it was really good and fun to watch him on Friday night. So the Reds go into it. It's 1-1. Uh, they go to extra innings. And it gets to the 11th. And Phillip Irvin's up. And he's pinch hitting. and uh, or he, he pinched it. This was his second at bat in the 11th, and I, and I turned to, I was with Mo Egger and a few others. I turned to Mo and I was like, hey man, are you buying into Philip Irvin? And the moment I said, are you buying into Philip Irvin, this happened. Here's a high drive, hammered to center, and this one belongs to the ref. Philip Irvin straight away off of right-hander Ray Black. He rounds third and heads toward the promised land. And on a Philip Irvin leadoff home run here in the bottom of the 11th inning as they bounce up and down at home plate, the Reds have defeated the San Francisco Giants in 11 innings, 2-1. to one. That's Marty Brenneman, 700 WLW in the Reds radio network. And it, look, it's interesting to me uh, to, to see that. Philip Irvin, obviously a great moment for him, his average at that moment, was 287. Since then, it's been bumped up because he had a good weekend of baseball as he's approaching that 300 mark. But, uh, yeah, Reds win. They get their 53rd win of the year. I'm excited. Leave the ballpark. I think everyone's excited. But literally, that happened. Hey, do you buy into Philip Irvin? Gone. Home run. Walk off. So that uh, that just it set the table for a great weekend of baseball at Great American Ballpark. And, and as you look into... What happened on Saturday? Reds win 7 to 1, 11 hits. Matt Harvey comes out and pitches well for the Reds, 6 and a third innings, no earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts on 98 pitches. Jose Peraza goes 2 for 4 with an RBI and a home run plus a double. And this team is starting to roll again. They're the roller coaster Reds, why wouldn't they? 
Scooter Jeanette in the first two days of this series goes three of four and uh, let's see, three of four and three of five, so <laughs> six of nine, and uh, and then he went two of four yesterday on Sunday. So Scooter Jeanette getting that average back up after a slump post the All Star break, uh, his average climbed from three oh five to three fourteen over the weekend, and it's just it's good to see. And then, so so we've we've gotten Anthony DiScalfani, who's the future, and he's pitched well. And then on Saturday, we get Matt Harvey, who he's trying to up his trade value. So that's good, right? Trying to get something for him between now and August 31st. So it's good that he pitched well. The cherry on top of all of that was what Luis Castillo did. Six and two-thirds innings on Sunday, three earned runs, nine strikeouts, and an 11-4 victory where the Reds get their 55th Win of the year, so they're fifty-five and sixty-nine on the season, and the uh, the the rally or or the the way they won was pretty simple. They were down one nothing in the third, and they got seven runs there to really bust the game wide open. Billy Hamilton had three RBIs. Jose Peraza had two. Scooter Jeanette had two. Eugenio Suarez had two. Philip Irvin had two. This team rolling right now. Kurt Casale had two, and Kurt Casale, man, I can't say enough about Kurt Casale. That guy can hit. He can hit, and he is just – it's a a good one-two punch to have a guy like Tucker Barnhart, who's obviously a defensive specialist, an okay bat, and then Kurt Casale in there as well. Uh, I do think Tucker, for the most part, at least from what I've seen over the weekend, of, of the innings I was able to catch, was okay at first. I'm surprised they didn't use Kurt Casale at first, to be quite honest. Th- that just makes a, a ton of sense, but who knows? Who knows there, but but I would say that that makes uh, a ton of sense to flip if flip flop them. But maybe I'm dead wrong on that. But overall, I think it was about as good of a weekend as the Reds have could have had. Uh, you know, a sweep, 17 hits yesterday, got run support for Castillo, and really handed it to the San Francisco Giants, who lost three in a row, and they were kind of clinging to some playoff hopes, dropped to 61 and 64 on the season let's get a check on the standings here on the locked on reds podcast the reds still very much in last place in the division seven and a half back of fourth place pittsburgh but at 55 and 69 inching closer here's what my eyes on and this is what i will discuss with you coming up in just a second here on the locked on reds podcast they're at 55 and 69 that means there's 38 games remaining how many of those can they win I'll discuss that next as the Locked On Reds podcast rolls on right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. How many games could the Reds win? They've been the roller coaster Reds. How many are they going to win? Do you have them at five? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But do you have them at, at 15 wins? Are they going to go 15 and 23? A lot of Chicago on there, a lot of Milwaukee on there. Two teams battling it out now for the Central Division crown. St. Louis in there as well, four games back. But to me, if this team can win 15 or more, and I put the number at 15 because it gets you to 70 wins. If you could get 17 or 18 wins, 19 would be great. If they could go 19 and 19 from here on out, you get to 74 wins. Then you can convince me of them making a significant jump next year because it's hard to go from, say, and I said this going into the year, it's from 68 wins to 88. It's hard to make a 20-win jump, but a 13-win jump is doable. So if you can get to 72 to 74 wins, 
Could I see them making the wild card 85, 86, 87 wins next season? There's a path for that to happen. So when we start to look at what's ahead for this Reds team, when we start to see what's next, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, I think we have to look at it very simple. This Reds team needs to get more than 68 wins, which they've had in back-to-back years. They need to get to that 70, 71, 72, 73 win range. Because then if they make the significant leap they plan on making, they'll be in that 85 win range. That's how I view it. Is that how you view it? Do you look at it and say, yeah, this team, the wins matter? Because now I think the wins are starting to matter a bit. I do. Because you're building towards next year. If you could get to 74, 75 wins. Heck, if you could somehow, against teams you fared well against, by the way, Milwaukee and Chicago, go over 500. You have 38 games. Could you win 20 of those? Could you imagine if they got the 75 wins? That was my like high for them this year going into the season. High win total. If everything goes right, 75 wins. By the way, since June 10th, the Reds are the best team in the National League Central. The best team. Think about that. They're 33-26, and 26, have the highest winning percentage at 55.9%. The Cubs come in 34-28, and 28, that's 54.8%. Pirates after them, and the Cards, and then the Brewers after that. The Reds have played better, but it's certainly been a roller coaster. It has. And I love what I'm seeing from some of these pitchers. I do. I believe in Luis Castillo, even though it's been up and down this year. I'm starting to believe more and more in Anthony DiScalfani. I want to know more about Robert Stevenson, but I'm very worried about his long-term potential. I need to see more. I wonder if this team's actually going to move Matt Harvey, if he's just going to be around. But I like what I'm seeing from these, some of these batters. Like, I love these young hitters, batters, young hitters. Kurt Casale, I love seeing what he's doing. Philip Irvin, he's shown some. That's Jeffrey Carr's guy, Philip Irvin is. He's shown something. So to me, this team, it's flashing. But then they might drop three straight, and then they're going to flash again and be all right. I mean, that's just how it is right now. That's how it's going to be. I remember I said it at the beginning of the year. I've said it throughout the year, and I've said it on this podcast a ton. They're the roller coaster Reds. That's not changing. It's okay. It doesn't have to change. But what does need to change is this team getting past 68 wins. They need to get to that 70 to 75 win mark. So next year when big changes can happen, you can realistically wrap your head around 85, 86 wins. If they end up winning 66 games this year, I'll guarantee you they don't win 20 more in 2019. They're not going to get to 86 wins. It's just the reality of it's so hard to get that extra 20. It's hard enough to get a 10 or 13 win improvement. We'll see if this team can do it and improve on the 68 wins from a year ago. I think they're going to. I just hope they get to that 73 to 75 win mark. That would be the the target if I was the Reds. If you could get there, it makes it very, very interesting. Tonight, it's Reds at Brewers, 8-10 first pitch at Miller Park. Homer Bailey looking for his second win of the year. God, I've been saying that for a while. He's 1-10 on the year with a 6.33 earn run average, 59 strikeouts. Going up against Chase Anderson, who's 7-7 seven and seven on the season with a 3.97 earn run average, 104 strikeouts, and 50 walks. The Brewers, well, they're looking to stay in the playoff hunt. The Brewers, not only playoff hunt, not only wildcard hunt, they're three and a half back of the Chicago Cubs. By the way, it's Reds and Cubs this weekend. I'm going to be there Sunday. So a week from today, I'll be able to do – it might actually be Tuesday because I, it, Monday's a travel day, but I'll be able to recap the, the day at Wrigley. 
take some pictures and stuff. I'm James Erpine. You can follow on Twitter at James Erpine, at Locked on Red. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's fun when the Reds win. It's fun when the Reds win. I was slammed yesterday. I wanted to, The moment they won, I wanted to do a podcast, and I couldn't. So thank you guys for holding out for it. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. This has been the Locked on Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.